and now we're headed over to jolly old England, old chaps, so that we can have people driving right drive cars on the left side of the road and left drive cars on the right side of the road and nobody can tell what car's from where and... Wait. That's not Jason Statham. We're talking about Furious 6 or Fast and Furious 6 or Wild Speed Euromission. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite podcast, The More You Nerd. My name is Drew, and I am here to continue Furious Summer as we dive into Fast and Furious 6, the 2013 Fast and Furious movie. I cannot believe that we are still not at the halfway point of Fast and Furious movies. We're at the halfway point now. I guess we are uh, of what's been released, of what's been released, of what's been released. So uh, and that other voice, of course, is my co-host, Miles, the nitrous oxide to my uh, internal combustion engine. How are you, my friend? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm great. I, I was going uh, grocery shopping this weekend and uh, as many grocery stores stores often do, uh, they they have a little toy aisle. Uh, right next to the cereal aisle and I was buying cereal and I happened to turn my head and see a lot of Hot Wheels and in the middle aisle was a like four or five deep Fast and Furious line and uh, a brightly colored skyline GTR was calling my name and I showed this to Drew and, and actually some people in the discord and everyone's first reaction was why is that thing paying like a Supra? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because as we know, uh, and as even referenced many times in this movie, uh, the character Brian O'Connor loves Skyline GTRs. Mm-hmm. But in the first movie, most of what he drives are Supras. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but so this is, so what Miles has is a Skyline with the color scheme <laughs> And yes. decals of the Supra, the orange Supra from the first movie, which I don't mind at all. But it, like so many people, and I, I, I remember showing this to some of my friends who are deep in the series, and one who's like super into cars was like trying to like really figure out the actual vehicle, and I was like, I, I think they just stole the paint job and put on the other one. I don't, I don't think it's that serious, man. Um, but like apparently, like one of my friends, like, oh no, no that's the car from the first one, and there is a an internet movie car database apparently yes. and i did not know that existed until yesterday and i kind of wish i still didn't but um <laughs> <laughs> but but brought that up because they were talking about the fast franchise and they they were proving to another friend that no car exists this is just a painted version of a skyline and i was like i a cool toy that's all i i just want to show off a little fast and the furious toy um because i'm because i'm in it now i'm i'm in the life because yeah yeah well i'm i'm about to eject ocedo you uh so (laughs) um so yeah we are we are we are in the midst of the trilogy that fans kind of consider the 
the glue of the franchise. This is where the franchise is at its best. And man, I got to say. So far, they're right. <laughs> I mean, I, this is a this is an extremely fun movie. Yes, it, it is extremely fun. And I have some reasons why I think it's fun, because this movie once again abandons all groundedness. But, yeah, but there's still some logic to what is going on. And uh, let's so let's, let's some <laughs> there, there is the, one. The third act kisses logic. Goodbye. <laughs> I have one major complaint about this film, but let's get into uh, let's, let's get into to, to this movie. So. Uh, uh, last time on the Fast and the Furious franchise uh, and Fast Five, of course, they all walk away with. $11 million each, except Brian, who got a little bit more. Um, and we sort of we we sort of I think we're picking up right where five ended with the race between the race. between Dom and Brian. I th- I think so. Um, I mean, we get we get kind of a a little like status quo. We find out, you know, obviously uh, Mia and Brian have had their kid whose basic name I can't remember. It's Jack. Jack? Yeah, okay. I, I knew it was something super basic and not at all interesting. And <laughs> I'm doing that specific for you. Um, but no, so they so I remember them having the kid. Brian's like fully in the settled down life, and to a degree, so is Dom. He and um you as as you put it hot cop or elena um you had to look it up i know you did i, I did um uh, well because i keep mixing up her real name and her character's name uh because they both start with e and l yeah <laughs> um so they're both kind of living it up in in spain uh yeah i think they're in spain which um which kind of bugged me because that's also where they go at the end of the movie. Um, and and Wiki's not telling me where they are. I think I think it says they're in Spain. Uh, which, if I recall, they do have extradition. In, There's in a lot Spain of countries that have extradition. That like I'm fairly certain that Tokyo of all countries has extradition to the United States. I'm just hazarding that guess because of Japan's relationship with, with right the United because States. I- well, well, because I don't know that, but Dom, I just Dom is is enjoying his life. Uh, Elena's there, and apparently they're a couple now. Um, and Hop shows up, and with with a a problem, he has this crew that he cannot catch. Dom first thinks that he is accusing Dom and his crew of still working jobs. Uh, which, which, no. b- which, by the way, this is after uh, they have busted. They have busted down a a new uh, a, a new group and see this bald dude from the back in a in a uh, like a interrogation well, room. And it turns yeah. around and it's definitely not Dom. It's some no. British <laughs> like the legally see, distinct. You get to you get to see the rock go to town on some dude. It's great. Um, yeah, real good police also- work. Real just great police work there. Oh, I mean, th- what's so weird about this franchise, especially being kind of uh, part of a niche culture, like really is fine with police brutality or, as a joke. Like it happens a lot in this in this movie, too, but like in this franchise, 
like because Brian's like, oh yeah, we used to do this, this, and this. And like there are some characters who I can see in the background going like kind of turn their head and be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I was basically a crooked cop, essentially. Um but the rock shows up and the rock has somehow gotten an upgrade in terms of his writing. Like he is still the one line, one liner flying character that he was in the last one, but someone decided to pay attention to how he was written in this movie. I, I, I agree with that in like the last half of the movie and the first half of the movie. I still. Oh, dislike. It's, it's no, it's not nearly as bad as the beginning of fast five. I didn't. It's, it's nowhere near Fast Five. Yeah, it's still it's it's not. It's still not great, but like, great. and then eventually, as soon as the team is assembled, he becomes an actual character. But I I, I thought that he was a lot more tolerable in his non sequitur flying than in the prior film. <laughs> but the hook, line, sinker that he gets Dom with, uh, uh, uh with these these this international criminal group he's going after is that letty is among them and also alive which we found at the end of the last movie but yes right um and you know dom has some problems you know accepting it's real and and you know pops like this was taken a week ago blah blah and even when even when brian is brought into it brian's like oh i did this this stuff all the time like this is this is this is this is shopped yeah which Bri- I Brian's was not a great look on Brian's part. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also, I mean, it's definitely something that they would do. It's something that Brian did to Dom in the first movie, lied to him about stuff. But Mine's one thing, but like, oh, here, here is someone that you know is dead. They're actually alive. But that's a whole other mind game. And I like him saying that even in the glib way he did. I was like, I. I, I wish you hadn't said that. so uh well when we when so when dom goes to meet uh uh brian and mia in wherever they're living uh did you see the toy that brian's son was playing with Mm -hmm. it was a little toy skyline (laughs) Skyline. because because dom brings him a little muscle car (laughs) and and which is is a very fun little like um recurring joke about oh this this kid's a toretto no, no, he's not. <laughs> and but, but I, Dom, I, I Dom, love that. Dom looking at the toy skyline. That boy's an O'Connor. All right. It's like, that's kind of a sweet moment. It's a funny moment because, you know, it's one of those but, things where if you pay even the slightest bit of attention to the cars, you you see that he drives all these cars uh, over. over the well, and they make movies. it more clear in this one because he, he mentions the skyline by name several times. Yeah, well, because he's arguing with Dom, like, and your first car is going to be a muscle car. No, it's going to be Skyline. Muscle car. Skyline. Muscle car. Skyline. Family. <laughs> and Mia's like, this child is never driving. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I have to say, um, this entire movie, I was waiting for Jason Statham to come up because I, I didn't know that yeah. there was a prior character named so, Shaw. So so this is the thing. Dom, we or excuse me, uh, uh, Hobbs is looking for Shaw and looking for Shaw and looking for Shaw. And they say the name Shaw, 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 Shaw. It's a whole Shaw redemption here. Um, get it? Ha ha. Not almost, even a redemption. Almost. Not even almost a redemption. there. It's a, more like a Shaw exemption. <sighs> uh, because the Shaw in this film is not Jason Statham. It is uh, Luke Evans playing Owen Shaw. 
Uh, although Owen Shaw mentions a brother, and I know, and Miles knows that Jason Statham playing a character named Shaw appears in later movies, including a movie called Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. So the entire I'm movie, a, I'm waiting for him to show up. In fact, I, I thought a, he wasn't really Shaw at first. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm assuming that these two are brothers. Uh, we will yeah, certainly yeah, they are. That yeah. we will certainly find that out uh, at some point, I'm sure. But uh, and so perhaps yeah. even next week. <laughs> Perhaps even next week. So uh, Hobbs recruits the entire team to go after Shaw. And if they bring Shaw down, they get pardons and they get to go back home to the United States. Which is where I which, also, which is where I also I, have questions. I, I, I would have been like, I'm fine. Like, I, I understand that there is an aspect of home that you cannot um, you can't replicate anywhere. I, I get that. And this this movie delivers that message at the very end. But at the same time, I'm also looking where they, where they are. And I'm like, yeah, you can. You, I don't need to be pardoned to go anywhere. Yeah, I'm this good. Is, this is beautiful. <laughs> so uh, with that said, um, we, we'll talk about some of the other Han and uh, Giselle. I keep wanting to call her Wonder Woman uh, or gal. Uh, they are somewhere in Asia. I want to say China or Hong China. Kong somewhere. Yeah, they're in, um, they're in Hong Kong. Uh, and they're talking about next steps when they get the call from Dom. Uh, I love that sequence where like everyone's getting the call. Yeah, it, it reminds it's, it reminds me of that Rick and Morty heist movie uh, thing. I'm in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but but and I mean, uh, I, I love I love they follow up that you know they that Han and Giselle were a thing. It wasn't just a one off like you know joke or nothing and like they're they're a real couple and i even though we don't get a lot of them there's a lot of stuff that the actors do that they allow them to do kind of off book that really you're really invested in them for some reason i mean there's something about the way that this movie does that with very little actual time with the characters that i i got really into their story yeah I mean, because it, it was it was cute to see them get together in the last movie, and it was nice to see them still. It was also and, very, it was also very funny when the when the Chinese police descend upon them, and uh, Giselle has two guns pointed out in either direction, ready to go down, and Han is like one way, other way, one way, other way, not really knowing <laughs> where to point the gun. It was very funny. Uh, best, best boy Han also is still snacking. Still snacking. Your boy's still snacking, and um, my favorite moment, one of my favorite moments in the movie, is like Tyrese attempts to like get some of them chips, and he looks at him and then turns the thing upside down. It's like all empty. <laughs> and then because uh, Tyrese I, is trying to snack in this movie yeah, too. So, so let's so, so let's talk Tyrese and let's talk uh, 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 Luda, who's Tej is his name, right? Yeah. Um, it's hard when I know people f- as like one thing for so long. It's very hard for me to. Well, I mean, Luda is such a personality that it's hard to call him anything else. Yeah. He has another song at the end of this movie, too, in the credits, which is which is fun. He should have a song in every of them. Every yeah. one of them. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he and does. And I will say, I think that this movie does have um, the, the songs have a little bit more of a presence in this film. More so, at least in the last two did. Yeah, it's still not that. to the degree of the first three, but the first one opens up with the, the song blaring in your face. And there are a couple moments where these songs are a lot more highlighted. It's it's still not like movie soundtrack level, but it's it's more pronounced than the last two movies. Yeah, they also usually they also use them to kind of identify a location 
like mm-hmm. they play something that's very you know spanish inspired when they're in spain and something very brazil inspired when they're in brazil granted they're not in brazil in this movie anyway uh so with that said uh i don't know where where tej is because i think his shop was in miami but now he's, he's still in florida but the money that was shooting out of that uh that thing was not in florida <laughs> could have been it wasn't American money, so I don't know what, what that was. I thought I thought it was shooting out cards. I was that was an ATM that was shooting out money. It didn't look like money. It it looked like cards to me. Well, because you talk about how money rains from the sky, right? But it it looked it didn't look like cash. It looked like it was shooting out cards, which also doesn't make any sense. But um, so he could I mean he could have been in Cuba or something like that. But but, but he, also, I mean, he's been traveling, but like he, he has his shop in in Miami. But but also Roman uh, has a private jet somehow like eleven million dollars. Lo- it's Roman bitches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eleven million dollars is a lot of money. But it ain't that much money. <laughs> I don't think I mean, it's if private you, jet if money. You, I mean, you can get private jet for less than eleven million dollars for sure um but if he, if he invested in a certain way maybe? I want, like, I, my note was even all right roman did you invest because you're spending a lot right now <laughs> yeah i'm I, i'm assuming he invested and, and didn't we know that he like won some sort of gambling thing at the same time well they like, were going to a casino but i don't know what yeah the, what the i, I think so is. i mean feasibly he could have won a bunch of money yeah um to, to me like i mean it's fun to see all these characters like where they are but when the group comes back together, I think it's where the magic happens because I mean, there is something about this crew coming together that even, even, you know, six movies in, I, like as soon as everyone pulls up, I'm just like, I cannot wait to see what hijinks we're getting into next. And even, even where it's Tyrese, like fumbling with the, the vending machine to the point where Hobbs just shoots it and <laughs> says it's on the house. It's very, very funny. Uh, we should uh, we should also mention that w- while this cast has gotten pretty big, uh, Mia, who, by the way, is totally cool with Brian going on this adventure with Dom. She's like encouraging him to go, which was. Well, she's she's only cool because it's about it's Letty. Letty because it's about Letty. Yeah. And which, you know, she grew up with Letty. So, I mean, to her, that's family, too. That, that makes sense. Uh, but Elena stays behind to protect Mia while everybody else goes. <laughs> So Great these are job. two these are two <laughs> characters that are pretty much sidelined for the movie. <laughs> well, we'll we'll, Until, come, we'll come back to Elena because this movie just completely fails that character. <laughs> yes. Yes it does. Um but there's one other character we need to to introduce to. It's it's uh Hobbs's new sidekick, DSS agent Riley Hicks, played by Gina Carano. Um mm. Yay. Did, did you get bad guy energy as soon as you walked in? 100% like, <laughs> I did. It's like, I don't know if it's maybe just her actual energy because of, you know, real life. But I was like, the entire time I was like squinty eyes, like, I don't trust you at all. Well, and there's a moment. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk about it when we get there. Because No, there, there because, are some tells in the movie for sure. But like, as soon as she pops up, I'm like, hmm. Because well, um, because they, they give her an intro similar to Elena, and I'm like, oh, they're going to subvert it this time. Yeah, they have. Where he's, to. Like, where he's like, read up on her. It's like, oh, 
if you're half as good as, as we're going to get along great. And I'm like, mm, I feel like this is not going to go that well this time. So at this point, we have to kind of fast forward because right now it seems it, after this point, it is basically action sequence to action sequence to action sequence to action sequence with some story bits in between. And uh, th- we got to talk about my main complaint about this film. Miles, what was Shaw doing? Uh, he's stealing a microchip. Well, that's not really a microchip. It's a, it's a chip. Yeah, another chip. Chips. It's always a chip in these movies. Um, why? Uh, from what they said, they can like black out an entire country yeah, or something. So he's stealing the components from different places to make some kind of thing that will cause an electrical uh, blackout. Escape from LA. He's he's going to pull an escape from LA. And he's about to get the last one. Okay. Yeah. Why? Oh, I have no idea. We don't, we don't get really a motivation. Um, yeah, we, j- I mean, he's working for some Russians or with some Russians. Um, it is completely unknown why he's doing any of this stuff or what his goal is other than to get the chip. But you know what? I'm okay with I, I'm okay, sometimes I'm okay with bad guys just doing bad guy stuff for cartoonish reasons. But it's, I, it's, I don't but it's, need it, a motivation. It's different for me because in the past several films, we've had like drug cartel guys, and yeah. it's like I don't need. And those, we still do. And we still do. I don't need those motivations from the drug cartel guys because that's like, I don't want to say it's a normal thing, but it's like that. That's a, a an easy leap to make. These guys well, want to continue they, they, running a drug cartel. To make money, he is going to sell to the highest bidder. His aim is to make money. I mean, he's a mercenary. Like, I, I understand what you're saying, but I which really don't care. Well, and like, that's he's a bad guy. He's doing bad guy things. And, and sometimes I'm OK. With that. And that's honestly part of the shame of this movie, because Luke Evans is just chewing scenery <laughs> in this film. Yeah. He is menacing every time he's on screen. He's he honestly is. the most menacing bad guy we've had. He he is what and I love Cole Hauser. He is what Cole Hauser wanted to be. Yeah, like he just he's he has this sort of just like very calm demeanor and it's it's so it's it's a really really good performance out of him well he he also has this this uh air of unpredictability about him that you don't know what he might do but you also know he might do anything and that is what makes him an interesting villain i mean the performance is top-notch i agree uh is it is it done of disservice by not having any sort of real pathos behind it yeah arguably sure but this is already is, a two and a half hour hit, long movie though so. does it hinder this movie not one bit for me um and, and another thing i like about this film is that and and roman points this out at one point this is basically the the fast and furious crew going up against their evil counterparts <laughs> they're the bizarro version <laughs> yeah, bizarro I, versions. I, I, I like that too which i is, also like Go ahead, Tom. Sorry. But but that's where I really like this first big action sequence that we have where. Mm -hmm. So, oh, Hobbs already knows where where Shaw's whole thing is. They've gotten it out of the dude that they that he beat up in the beginning and they just have the Fast and Furious crew just on staff, you know, just to see what's going down. Don't really know why they're all there. 
uh, I guess. They're also not in, in, in like their preferred vehicles, which I thought was a mistake. Yeah. Well, then, then, then to be fair, they call out Hobbs after that for that, uh, which mm-hmm. is good. But they, they, the Shaw's crew has a couple of these like modified F1 looking cars that also look like battle bots because they have ramps and then they can flip yes. cars yes. with them. They, they do look like battle bots. I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> um, that is a hundred percent what they are. But at the same time, uh, are they ugly? Yes. Are they practical? Also? Yes. And what I like about this is for most of this series, the fast crew, whomever they are in the particular picture have been the best at what they do. And this movie like flat out does the superhero thing where they get their butts handed to them that first time. And it's great It is good to like kind of see them taken down a notch and have to regroup. Yeah. Like I, I, I love that first sequence because of that, because they're doing all the things they know how to do, but they come up against someone who is essentially prepared for their kind of stuff. Yes. Uh, and, and all of this, in uh, like the 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 Shaw's crew has these things that can take over the the electrical systems, electronic systems of the cars and cause their brakes to mess up and all this stuff because they're rewriting chips. It's all about chips. It's chips, 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 chips. But all of this. Well, I mean, it, it's 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 all about the computerization of vehicles. And so which is why they're like, OK, we need we need to go analog. We need cars that do not have computer parts right but at the end of this this big fight sequence it ends up with dom racing against letty and he knows it's her because of the way that she drives and her getting out of the car and shooting him in the shoulder <laughs> it's like oh okay wonder what the explanation yeah, which as a viewer for- is like what's going on yeah um and they almost immediately tell us, oh, she doesn't remember who she is. Yes, they they immediately give us the the that tried and true, wonderful. She's got memory loss, which I had to pause to laugh and laugh and laugh at this because it is so funny. Um, we learned this in uh, in the 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 sort of. You know, we, well, of- we learned the origin of it in the prison interrogation scene when Brian miraculously goes back to, to the estates. Well, no, we learned uh, that she we learned that she has uh, that she has it from amnesia. Sure, she has we, amnesia we, from we from Shaw happened. and his crew. I bring up Shaw and his crew because most of Shaw's crew um, doesn't matter and just not even named no. on screen, including uh, David Ajala, who plays Booker on Star Trek Discovery. Uh, is in that crew. <laughs> yes. And it and was I, killing me the entire time because I'm like. You are so much better than what you're doing right now. Well, he gets he's the first member of that crew taken out, too. So and he's a, and he's charismatic in it because. He just has a, a screen presence and also like Booker's a, a character that I'm a huge, huge fan of. Um, and so I'm I'm glad to know that his future is, you know in good hands uh, until that show ends next year. Um, But I, yeah, I mean, his crew doesn't really matter because you have the, the main components, you have the main boss, you have Letty, who's part of the crew. And then you have someone who is clearly a mole because we're told throughout the entire movie, someone is feeding them information. 
I wonder who it could be, Miles. I wonder who it could be. Yes, it's as mine. Uh, and and in, in between the, the cat and mouse story throughout this film, we have some great character work throughout this entire movie. Like everyone has a chance to shine. Everyone is doing like, I think the a franchise best in terms of showing up and showing out. Uh, Tyrese is great. They have like completely let Luda go into being the guy in the chair. Which, and he's fantastic as it. So I, 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 it was such a big jump in the last movie when he became that guy. But now it's just I, I love it. I, I, especially, yeah. I especially love when he and Hobbs go to because uh, they need cars that are old, that aren't, that aren't oh, computerized. One of the best scenes in the movie. And they go to a a a an old some car fancy auction, auction, some fancy auction. And of course, because they're not dressed to the nines. Uh, the the very stuck up uh, 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 auction guys like uh, uh, the uh, oh, if you have kitchen staff, the entrance is over there. I don't know because oh, you certainly can't be here for any of these cars because you don't look like you have money. <laughs> uh, and of course, they then proceed to buy all of the cars. <laughs> And then buy all of his clothes, then, uh, which I thought was a, a great, a great <laughs> moment. Um, yeah, making making Hobbs a little bit. He's not even more human. He's just more of a team player in this one. Yeah, is the right the right move. He has such great chemistry with all these actors. Um, and. Yeah, everything that's going on, I mean, everything that go, is going on no matter how many like holes you can point, you can poke in it as being something logical, like everything's fun. Everything, everything is just, it works. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. It works. The dumbest parts of this movie just work. Miles, and just, the, speaking, of the, the speaking of the dumbest parts of this movie, this movie features not one, not two, not three. But four nitrous oxide powered grappling hooks. I was so happy to see <laughs> one the Nos tanks return and 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 tried in true fashion in the dumbest way possible. Yes, like no, they're not. Well, they are in the cars. There's the the race with uh, Letty that Dom has, but they're in these harpoon guns that 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 Tej has uh like re recommissioned and made better and at one point you know Tyrese is playing with it and seems to almost shoot somebody well, he almost shoots Brian and Dom right <laughs> after Brian says the phrase so Dom I found a location for a uh, for a street race yeah <laughs> and uh um, but no, even 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 the, the the crazy like, oh, we're gonna fake an extradition of Brian back to the United States so that he can get in the same prison as Braga. Oh yeah, Braga's back from four. Um, because Braga was working with Gaw the entire time. And Braga comes to basically like assassinate Brian. Brian has other plans, uh stabs Braga in the junk a couple times, which is gratifying and then just gets whisked away back to europe yeah it's it's so, nonsense so, it would never happen in real life but it works so this is this is a thing that i like because not only does braga return but the uh the other fbi agent that gave brian crap uh all the yeah. time in four returns he breaks his nose again. he breaks his nose again <laughs> which is funny 
But uh, but this is where we get the actual story of what happened and how mm -hmm. Letty got thrown from the car with the explosion and lost her memory and Shaw picked her up and took her from there. Um, what I dislike about this scene, Miles, um, well, let me let me say a few things more that I like. Um, I really like every time Brian fights because he fights like a guy who's had training. Mm hmm. You look at Dom fighting, and this is more important later. Dom just looks like a big bruiser guy who's throwing yeah. stuff around. Who has gotten used to be, being the bigger guy. Actually, I, I want to talk about that in a second, but yeah, go on. But Brian fights like he has gone through not necessarily martial arts training, but like police or FBI hand-to-hand -hand yeah. combat. He, he was an FBI agent, so he had formal training. And I like that they do that. I also, and this mm -hmm. is true of the movie. I really, really like how competent this team is. They're mm -hmm. silly. They're goofy stuff. The stuff that they say doesn't always make practical sense in a grounded way. Right. But they're they're not incompetent. They they know what they're doing and they are allowed to show that they know how to get things done. And I really appreciate that in this in these films, because this was true of the last movie, too. I think I even said it then. But uh, but what I dislike about this scene of Brian going back to the prison um, is that it doesn't matter because while Brian is in the prison, Dom has gone to a street race and he has found Letty and he races her and then they have a whole conversation. And it's like, I mean, no, I, I, you're, you're not wrong, but for the dramatic effect, I still love it. I love the conversation with Braga. You know, if there was if there wasn't a door between you and me and, and then the door opens. And, and but, you think, I mean, oh, that's it for Brian. And I, then I, I, I also like it because it does show Brian's guilt because Brian is the one who put Letty in, in that who position. He blames Letty himself in, for her, in, in, her, her perceived death. Exactly. Um, but um, me, I also like seeing Brian stab Brog in the junk a couple times. That yeah, was very yeah. satisfying. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, back across the pond. Um, uh, Dom has gone to a street race. He comes across Letty. They they race each other uh, for for pink slips. They race for cars, which was which is interesting because um, that's an old thing they've done in this movie. They don't give them. <laughs> no, she, they don't. She, she pieces out in her car. <laughs> they don't. Uh, we we missed the whole fight. We, we missed talking about the whole thing where they uh, they find out where you know stuff's going down and the whole dude with the the british guys making the rocket launcher anyway it doesn't matter oh uh yeah the the guy who looks super super familiar but he's not paul bettany yeah um and then they but they also this is also the big fight between uh uh gina carano's character and letty in the london underground you know yeah when, and when they, just, they let gina they needed to go stuff. underground i didn't think they meant the subway um that's my line yeah it wasn't in the movie but uh they, they let Gina Carano do some MMA stuff because she was an MMA fighter uh, at the time. And I mean, it's fine. The, the thing I do like about this and to, to dial back to what I was going to say earlier is most of these guys can't fight. And I <laughs> kind of love that. Like Han is useless in a fight. Like, Han, I love my boy. I love my boy. Han, but, and, Han and and Roman go 2v1 against a guy, a, a, a character named Ja who is played by Joe Taslim, who uh, is also in the show Warrior uh, that I mentioned a few weeks ago mm -hmm. uh, yeah. as one of the main characters. Uh, John Tobias, I guess. Uh, 
I don't know. Uh, but Justin Lin produces that show. So. Right. You know, he's like, um, yeah, because he was in uh, the initial film that Han's in. Uh, Better Luck Tomorrow. Was he Better Luck Tomorrow? What, what, whatever the first Justin Lin film is. I do not see him in that movie. Oh, the other guy was the other guy was yeah, yeah, yeah. the yes, guy from Tokyo yes. Drift was yes, yes, yes. No, yes. this guy, but this, uh, so, so, uh, Joe Taslim, he's in warrior. He was in star Trek beyond. Uh, he, uh, was, yeah, uh, he was, uh, he was, uh, Bihan slash sub zero in the mortal Kombat movie from a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. And he will yes. reprise that role in the next one. Um, like this dude is like a martial arts actor, so. which is great. I mean, I like I especially doing this show the last uh, decade plus I've grown to appreciate so many martial arts actors, uh, just mostly because like acting is kind of second. And that's that's OK, because the fact that these guys can do what they do on screen is always incredible. Um, so but yeah anyway they uh they get uh so roman and han get the crap kicked out of them uh to which roman looking at a completely disheveled han says nobody needs to know about this <laughs> it's so great it's really good because like yeah they're terrible and like he, honestly even dom is not a great fighter he's a bruiser like we talked about but he he doesn't really know how to scrap when and when, he, when he comes against someone who knows how to actually fight i love the fact that the movie shows yeah, Dom Dom may have size and power, but he doesn't have skill yeah. in terms of fighting. And and that movie shows that. And that's what the movie kind of kicks in the, into the wrestling moves, because like we see some like dolphin headed nonsense go down, which is <laughs> wonderful. Um, but I, I, I love that. I love that not every single person is this masterful, skilled fighter. And um, and, and I love to, to showcase that, like, even though Han is as cool as he is, Giselle is that much cooler because she can fight and she's great. Yeah. Uh, so, so let's, let's wrap up with, with Dom and Letty meeting for the first time again. Um, I do want to point Which out one of, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Honestly, yeah. that whole uh, sequence is fantastic. I do want to point out uh, uh, Letty's car was really cool looking, but I'd never seen it before. Uh, it's a 1971 Jensen interceptor. It is a British car, British sports car mm. of, of, of that era. Um, weirdly, though, she has a left drive model that she is driving and not a, a typical British right drive model. Um, Which likely means that car does not exist. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they might have shipped them to mainland Europe, so they, they might. Exist or they might have filmed it a certain way and. and or, or they might have they might have mirror image <laughs> some of the shots. That is yeah. also definitely possible. <laughs> I didn't pay that close attention. I just noticed that she was driving. I mean, I, I don't even know the, the vehicle is. So um, it's, it, it looks pretty cool. Uh, honestly, uh, there was some, it does. Uh, there was some body work done on that one, but, uh, but yeah, um, doing some street racing in London, doing a little drifting in, in London. Um, and before they kind of, you know, finish their race and talk and, you know, sort of have this, this heart to heart where Letty seems to have, She's receptive to she's, Dom. She's receptive. She seems to understand some connection, but she doesn't know anything about it. And then they get some PG-13 shots of scars because, boy, that was a. That was an interesting one there. Um, I, yeah, that, I mean, it's trying to be suggestive, but obviously, oh, we're, we're, we're PG-13 we're, and we're not 
we're, we're PG-13 in 2011. Like, because I mean, I think now PG-13 is a little bit more hardcore like the 80s. But yeah, this is this is. We're trying to be sexually suggestive without being too overt. And and honestly, I, th- I think this that the scene works. I think well, that it, well, the entire the entire from the beginning of Dom entering the race to Shaw showing up is some of the strongest well, emotional stuff in the movie. And, and there was one moment that really worked for me. And it was it was uh, Dom looking at I think it was a scar on her wrist. And it's like, oh, yes. And I was like, I know yes, I know yes. where you, I know where you got that scar. Mm-hmm. She's like, what what happened? It's like some some punk kid showing off, lost control of his car and slammed into you and and uh, you almost died. And it's like, oh, so what'd you do? Beat him up? It's like, no, I was the punk kid. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that because honestly, like Letty, I was like, oh, so he must have like saved her from that situation. Oh, no, he caused it. That's yeah. awesome. I, Which is- I love that. It, it, I don't know. This this does so much world building for the background of the Fast and the Furious franchise, as well as building it, you know, further. That I mean, you couldn't have had. And this is the weird thing: is like you cannot have had anything that happens in this movie without the prior two. It's not one of those things like, oh man, I wish we could have skipped to this. No, everything works is because we watched everything that happened before. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those weird things where like, yeah, this is a weaker movie, but it sets up this and and this and the emotional payoff in six is, I mean, perfect. That I I can't I mean, I've had a good time with every single movie that I have watched so far. Uh, I know, Drew, you have not. But yeah, (laughs) at the same time. I think you can't have any of any of what we get in this movie without the prior five films and everything that they do. So let's get, cause I'm looking at the time that we've recorded this episode and granted, this is, I think the longest of the fast and the furious movies that we have watched so far, but we still have so far. So, we have watched <laughs> so we have so much left of this movie that we have to talk about because I mentioned the team being competent. And this yeah. this next moment is one that I really appreciate. So we they 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 finally go to 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 Shaw's base and it's completely cleared out. Cuz cuz they now know but because of what they know, they have tracked down where Shaw is headed next to t- to steal this chip. So they radio ahead to this military base, this NATO base to say, "Hey, they're coming for this chip. Be careful." And in that moment, the team realizes, oh, no, they're not going to the base. They're not going to attack the base. They're going to attack the convoy. And so they head out and they are on the run and they are chasing down the truck that they have stolen the chip and all of this. Until the tank shows up. <laughs> it's the Fast and the Furious crew versus a tank. <laughs> it's it is a on one hand one of the dumbest sequences you could possibly imagine and also the best (laughs) yeah um because it 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 doesn't make a ton of sense as to like why this thing would be freewheeling for so long but at the same time like i don't care it it, all the way that it works and like this is also one of those things where shaw at this point is like just driving over civilian cars 
and just killing people indiscriminately to get out of there. Like, what is the which end game I feel is only done to, to as a, as a vehicle to serve like Letty realizing um, maybe we're the baddies. <laughs> yeah. Um. This this whole this whole chase scene. You you have to watch it. It's very interesting. It's very fun. It's extremely goofy. Um. Also mm-hmm. in this scene, uh, what's Brian driving, Miles? Oh, I, I wouldn't know. He's driving a Ford Escort. He's driving an old Ford Escort. Yes. Yeah. A right sure. drive Ford Escort. <laughs> Somehow this dude only drives right drive cars. Even a Ford Escort, he's got a right drive version of it. Um, so yeah. Uh, but this 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 scene does involve uh, them using one of those rock uh, nos powered <laughs> grappling hooks to to attach a car to the tank to then send the car over the bridge to it's a it's a long story but basically that that so basically they stop the tank and uh, Shaw and his crew are 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 taken into custody and Dom seeing letty get thrown off of the tank over this bridge crashes his car into the sidewall as he leaps over the bridge grabs her and lands on the other bridge somehow and lands on a windshield of a car and somehow isn't dead yeah no that that move would have a hundred percent killed him yes there's a lot of moves that would have 100 percent have killed people in this movie but i'm i'm okay with it and this is where we sort of as as we have previously noted dom is batman yes yes um so this is where we get to the end game and uh there's a lot to unpack here and i'm not sure exactly how much i want to say about the events that take place uh but are you you talking about the uh the longest uh runway of all time? the longest runway of all time yeah so shaw is in custody and he threatens the crew because while they've been after him in the tank, what has Shaw done? He sent his crew to capture Mia. Luckily, Elena escapes with Jack. So Elena and Jack are presumably somewhere fine, but Mia has been captured. And if they don't turn over the chip, they're going to kill Mia. And uh, so as all this goes down, you know, Shaw says something about how, you know, we've had eyes on you the whole time, you know, which we've heard and we've heard and we've heard. And uh, right. The 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 framing of the shot is extremely goofy and extremely telling, but I also kind of like it where Letty is in frame, but so is Riley Hicks, Gina Carano's character and the focus shifts. And it's like, yeah, babe, let's do it. Because apparently she and Shaw are in a romantic relationship, which is that that one they didn't convey as well. No, no. Uh, so she was she was working against them the whole time. It's a tale as old as time. It's a it's a fun thing. The, um, the, the tale that's not as old as time is that uh, the Rock holds the military hostage to let Toretto do what he needs to do. Which which another which is another one of those things that I. That is completely unlike Hobbs's character. But at this point, Hobbs was willing to sacrifice anybody to get the job done before. And now well, we he's... have seen throughout this movie, Hobbs kind of soften 
especially to this crew as he's gotten to know them. Um, and I think it also differentiates Hobbs from Shaw, whereas like Shaw is perfectly fine to like murk a mother and child. Hobbs will draw that line, at least within the context of this movie. Yeah. And how how this proceeds to not cause an international incident, I will never know because <laughs> Hobbs hold the general up at gunpoint. They let Shaw leave so that uh, <laughs> they can keep Mia safe. The military uh, doesn't turn on anybody. Co- conveniently, Tej blocks all communication so that nobody well, because knows. Because they, they know for a fact, as soon as he's clear, he's going to kill Mia. So yeah. Tej blocks all communications and everyone gets in a car and starts chasing down Shaw's convoy down this runway uh, that we find out is trying to hit a plane that's landing and then going to take off, which also wouldn't happen. Um, but here, here is here is the magical piece about this insane finale because this finale is nuts. Lynn it's, revealed it's, it's capital B bonkers. <laughs> it it is, and it's great. And there is some some uh, well, we'll talk about it in a second. So Justin Lynn revealed during the making of Fast Five after discussions with Viesel, they together storyboarded pre-visualize and edit a 12-minute finale for Fast 6 before the filming of Fast 5 was completed. Lynn said that he shot so much of the actual footage they, they used for the film as he was unsure at the time if there would be a sequel or if he would be able to direct it but wanted to have an input on how any sequel would end. Wow. That is wild to me. That is absolutely wild. Because this sequence is not like, oh, and then you should have this. It's it's this is a carefully choreographed, like, honestly, a um, um, masterpiece. And we have a lot of moving pieces as everyone's trying to take on different villain cars. As the plane comes down, people are trying to anchor the plane so that, you know, Brian and company can get on and rescue Mia. And there there is so much going on. There are so many fights. Um, and sadly. Uh, we have this great, like, just everything's going according to plan. And then, uh, well, let's, Han, Han gets in trouble and Giselle well, realizes the only way to save him is to let go of the car that she's on and shoot the guy, which I guess causes her to fall to her death. I don't know how high up she's supposed to be. Well, it's it's tough to say because right. So, so. To cut, we'll try to make there are four teams like Brian and Dom are on the plane because they've driven up to it fighting right. Shaw and his crew. And Letty's there too. And Letty's there too. But she was she was in the car. Yeah, and Letty, by the way, is is gone on back to the back to the the crew, the family. Well, she has, but she also still doesn't remember anything. Yes. Um. You have Tej and Roman in one car trying to trying to take some of these guys down. And you have uh, Han and uh, and Giselle in another car trying to take these guys down. And they figure out that if they can shoot these grappling hooks, these hook launcher things and hit one of the flaps and pull it and attach it to the car, they can prevent the plane from taking off. 
now. I have no idea whether that would work or not. Also, everyone misses, which I do love. Uh, everyone misses until 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 the, the end. But like still, everyone's missing. <laughs> so so on the plane, you have uh, Shaw versus Dom. You have Brian versus the big German big Russian, the he's, not Kevin Nash Russian. <laughs> I think he's German because he's Klaus. His name is Klaus. <laughs> is he German? I can't tell. I don't, honestly, I don't. I don't know. It, it, it frankly does not matter. <laughs> Um. Uh, and 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 you have uh uh, Letty versus uh Riley Gina Carano's character, and all of this results in a number of different things. Uh, uh, Gina Carano gets a uh, a grappling hook to the chest and gets thrown out of the plane in a fantastic death scene for a character. Just, boom, ah, uh, yeah, it's 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 great. It's it's super satisfying. Um, I don't know what happens to the big guy. I don't remember what happens to him. I, I think he just gets knocked unconscious and the plane explodes, so he dies. But uh, but, uh, but also, he's also in Star Trek Beyond. Oh, is he? Yeah, he plays a guy named Zavanko. Interesting. I'll have to... I, I don't remember the It's been a while since I watched Star Trek Beyond, but it's also pretty sweet that someone else is in that movie. I have to look at that. I mean, you, say what you will. When, when directors uh when when like a cast member they keep them yeah and and you know and if the cast member wants to work with the director again that probably means that there's a good working relationship there um yeah there's a lot of Uh, it's it's too it's too bad that uh sung kang didn't end up in the star trek beyond because that would have been sweet yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) he would have been eating some replicated chips he ended up moving to star wars though so good for him fair enough yeah Um, which by the way i didn't realize that was him until like last week Oh, fifth brother. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, but as part of this, because they keep miss, they don't miss. So it's important to say they don't miss the plane. They miss the part of the plane they're trying to hit. So on one wing of the plane, you've got Tej and Roman entangled with another car that's being pulled off the ground. And on the other side, you have Han and Giselle being pulled off of the ground and with, an- with another car over there. And as part of that, what happens happens and a guy pulls on Han who can't get out of the way. And Giselle, who was on top, having fired the the on top of the car, having fired the 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 grappling hook thing, she sees that pulls her gun. And because she pulls her gun, she has to let go of the car and you see her. And of course, because she's she's Giselle and we've seen her be supremely accurate at previous points in the last two movies. Uh, kills that guy to save Han's life, but presumably loses hers in the I process. I don't understand because I mean, aren't they like maybe ten feet in the air? Yeah, but they're also going super fast. That's the. I mean, I guess that's the only thing I think of is because they're going so fast that I mean, but even still, shouldn't she be able to survive that? I mean, Miles, what I'm going to say, and I do not know if Gal Gadot shows up in any future movies because I have not looked into this. I have no idea either. I honestly, I did not know she died in this one. Remember how Letty died? And then yeah. she came back in the next movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, fair enough. But like <laughs> at the same time, like homeboy still goes to Tokyo for a while. So, yeah, well, we'll get to that. So because, but, because Tokyo Drift happens and that movie takes place over like a year and a half, two years. Seems to be a long time. Yes. Um, so 
if Giselle pops up in a future movie, like, you know, memory loss, fam, memory loss. Nah, I don't, I, you, you don't play that card twice. Or she could have been. She, I think she, she could have been. Captured. I think she's out of the franchise. I think, I think, I think that, that's it. I think by, that's it for her. By well, this which, point, but, I'm pretty I mean, sure she played a character called Wonder Woman, so she felt like I, she didn't. I, I need. understand that. Like she, <laughs> she moved on to, to to great things. I get that. And I mean, she. I loved her as Wonder Woman. She's great. Um, and this is a good death. Like I mean, at the same time, like I remember being like really moved in this sequence, like more so than like any of the other ones. I was like, oh. No. Also, I mean, she died defending, you know, my boy, um, because, you know, I would expect either of us to do the same thing for Han. Um, but. The movie kind of glosses over it, and I love that at the same time, like everyone's kind of celebrating and then. Wait, where, where's. Where's Giselle? Me is the one that recognizes, hey, where's Giselle? Yeah. Well, I do. I do. I do also want to com, com, uh, compliment Shaw's death because I think it worked very well. He and Dom yes. are are trying to get into this truck to drive out of the plane because by this point, uh, by this point, Brian being the crack shot he is has actually nailed the flap that he needs to to hit to pull the car down. And Mia does get some agency in this as well, driving the car while while. Brian yeah, I mean, she doesn't have as much time, but yeah, she she still gets to be shown like she's an extremely proficient driver. She's not just a damsel. So like she does, she does, she does a good job. job. I wish they gave her a little bit more just to kind of push that. But I'm going to say we're we're already two hours plus in this movie. It's hard. It's hard to give a character with a very young baby too much to do. Um, Right. Well, let me say this. It's hard to give both parents of a very young baby too much to do. (laughs) Right. Um, so, but anyway, uh, so Dom and, and, and Shaw are fighting in a car, uh, and at some point, and they've got the chip and, and at some point, uh, stuff in the, in the plane starts becoming dislodged as the plane starts to take off and Dom sort of sees it and he ducks down and Shaw gets through the, 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 they've lifted the gate on the back of the plane so that stuff can't fall out. but the truck they're in, it sort of slams back and he s- s- flies through the windshield to his death. And it's a really cool death. It works. It's a very cool death. Uh, you actually, you mentioned something you mentioned the, uh, the chip, which is the whole, you know, reason we're doing all this. I, I kind of just wish someone busted the damn thing. <laughs> like it just ended right? it right there. Right. Like, right. Um, but the chip is too valuable. So they'd go to jail for breaking the chip. Um, of course, after they're this- already wanted. Um, what's one more charge i mean you're right when you're right you're right uh so of course this involves the plane crashing and everybody wondering oh no dom until dom emerges from the wreckage carrying the case the chip in it like like buffy before him he must walk through the fire um and that which is a reference that no one's gonna get anymore um <laughs> i do because that song plays in my wife's car all the time yes um, i I, I, and, I know your wife and uh um but but this is where this is where things were were a little silly and a little fun i mean yes but so so dom so hobbs looks at dom as he takes the chip and says all right how much as if this is what he's going to get paid he just goes, thirteen twenty seven. And you're like, thirteen twenty seven. 
great what could scene. this possibly mean? And then it flashes to the Toretto house and the mailbox one, three, two, seven. And it's like, oh, I, I love that. Cause like Tyree said the same thing. It's like 1327. Like you can see the math going off his head. Like what, what? And it's, it's a great scene because it mirrors the, the first fast and the furious where they're having a barbecue. And of course, Tyrese is the one that reaches for the food first. So he has to say grace. Say grace. They're drinking Corona's finally again. They have not had Corona's since returning to the Toretto household. You also have, you know, the return of the, of the joke of whether this kid is going to be a muscle car fan or a skyline fan. You confirm it. And I love this. You confirm the fact that Letty still does not know. Like she still does not have her memory, but she knows she's where she belongs. So this is, this is, this I love what, that. This is what, but this is what bothers me a little bit about that. She is all over Dom. She is sitting in Dom's lap and kissing him on the cheek and all of these things. And it's like, yeah, oh, well, so Letty, you know, so Letty's got her memories back. This is great. And then she's like, I, you know, I still don't remember anything. He's like, you don't. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, they were almost all over each other during the race. Like, let's not yeah. pretend there wasn't some magnetism before, but between the two. But here comes my biggest it's not even a criticism. It's just it sucks because Elena pops up, you know, with <laughs> with Hobbs, who has seemingly just been cool with this whole thing. Well, and I even, understand even, that she even, also comes from a situation where she lost her husband. And, and, but and even I, in the last movie, she says that if if it meant, you know. If it meant getting him back, she would do anything. I understand that. And I, I believe that character believes that. I still think there would be. It would not be as neat and tidy as this movie makes no. it. And and even like they invite her out. Like, I mean, um, D- Dom even says you can stay for the barbecue. And she's like, no, nah, fam, I'm I'm out. See, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's clearly not as as neat and tidy. But at the same time, like I just I think it is such a disservice to her character um, to be written that in that sequence to be written the way it was. I, I wish they had. I don't, I didn't want drama. I just, I wanted there to be some, um, just some emotional conflict just to be like, you know, we're torn about this, but we also know this is the way that, you know, if my husband came back, I would feel the same way. Like that's perfectly valid. I, I just wish there was more there. They do. The actors themselves do a lot of, um, acting with their body language and their, their faces very well that, that they convey that. I just I wish there was a little bit more because I feel like it just the movie itself does a, such a disservice to Elena. And I feel like that would have just made it a little bit more of an interesting ending because, I mean, it's it's already a fun ending. We're already we're already celebrating, you know, I agree. And there's one other thing about the ending that bothers me greatly. Is it the seating arrangements? No, it's that. Oh when Hobbs comes up and talks to Dom, they have been friendly working together this entire movie. They've done the, the wrist wrist, you know, bro handshake grab. But at this point it is like Hobbs hates Dom again. (laughs) And he is acting. Well, cause he's he's a criminal. Cause he's now, well, no, he's not anymore. He got a pardon. (laughs) That's the wild thing. It's like, it's like yeah, no, you're you, you are 100 correct. But he, also, like, he got a part of Hobbs. Elena's with Hobbs, gets him by the barbecue, but Hobbs doesn't get invited. So, like, what? 
but it's I think like, he's just pissed he wanted some chicken. But they but they have this sort of like this not even a stare down because they're not staring at each other. They're like standing they stand next, next to each, each other, other and, they, and they, stare. they do that on purpose. It's so it's so funny. Well, you know but why I they you know so why they do that on purpose, Miles? So that Hobbs can stand slightly lower on the driveway, so he and the and and Dom can be on the same eye line because the Rock is a lot taller than Vin Diesel. <laughs> right. That's why they do. Um, that. But it, but it's just I know why they do that. But I just it's it's it, the thing is the movie shows them posting up the way they do, and and, and the entire I think I think even someone in the background says, "What are they doing?" Um, I I I still like this whole sequence. Uh, despite how much it it really kind of disparages Elena, um, for the for the family aspect, I mean, we we get to deliver the whole family aspect like in in full, and then we get the post credit sequence. So the post credit sequence, Tokyo, two thousand six. I mean, twenty fourteen. Uh, <laughs> it is in the middle of the race, the big race where you see uh, Hans awesome fail side rx7 which was just just mm-hmm. such a sexy machine Dope anyway, car. uh and you see she's a sex machine sexy machine it was a sexy machine oh, okay good lord anyway and you see the events of this race um some of which looked new but some of which looked like it was just exactly the same stuff from tokyo mm-hmm. drift um some of it was new <laughs> but in that in that moment and in 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 the scene from Tokyo Drift you see that Han's car gets hit by another car and that's when it rolls but the new element to this added in the in this post credit scene is that door of that car opening Jason Statham stepping out dropping Dom's necklace on the ground in front of Han upside down in the car and walking away as it explodes, calling Dom and say, you don't know me, but you're about to. Which is, I mean, I cannot imagine being a fan (laughs) of this franchise, watching this movie in the theaters and seeing that scene. Like one, like, Jason Statham was not advertised for this film. No. So, and Jason Statham is a huge star. So, like, I try to put myself in the position of someone, like, watching this movie and then seeing this scene, like, oh, gosh, this is where Han gets killed. We already know we went to Tokyo. This sucks. What? It was staged. And Jason Statham is the reason? Like, if if I had seen that live, it would have blown my mind. So, but this is where I, this is where I think it's going to be, well, not hilarious. Hilarious is the wrong word. but. Like you and I already know that at some point Jason Statham's character becomes a good guy. <laughs> so well, because this is the wonderful thing about this franchise. It doesn't always kill its bad guys <laughs> and, and become good guys I am down movie. with that. Uh, also, uh, just because I was doing a little uh, light research. Uh, so. Uh, Sung Kang has worked with Jason Statham before he was in war which was the Jason Statham Jet Li movie. I don't remember that one. Uh, it's from 07. Um, it, it's, uh, it was not very well received. Uh, and it was basically, from what I remember at the time, um, either, I think it was either Jet Li or Jason Statham, they had a thing on their website that was like, who should I fight in my next movie? 
and and all all of the stuff was like, oh, we want we want Jet Li versus Jason Statham. That's what we want. Uh, because I mean, keep in mind, Jason Statham's like movie star quality at this time. The Transporter series was huge, and so in 07, like, yeah, we want we want Jet Li versus Jason Statham. And they made a very subpar movie, which which sucks because both those guys are are incredible martial artists. And I actually haven't seen that one in particular. Um, so I'm sure the martial arts is probably pretty good because I would love to see those guys go out. J- Jet Li's one of my favorite martial artists of our t- all time. Like I love that dude. So I I, I would have I would have loved to see those guys in their prime uh, duke it out. But I I was just. I was trying to put myself in the mindset of someone who hasn't had any knowledge of this movie. I, obviously, I know Hobbs and Shaw exists, but I also haven't seen any of these movies before. So even though I knew that like Jason Statham had to be involved at some point, I was still like, this is so cool. This yeah, is such it, a cool it was, it was, universe building thing. And it was wild because they do set up who he is going to be now that we know his name from future movies right because they have like i said earlier they have luke evans drop the a my brother so it's it's a it's a it's an interesting time and something that we are going to visit next week when we talk about furious seven yeah i'm not looking forward to the conversations we're gonna have so i mean this is this is this is a very very interesting one and and i'm gonna start off with the with the budget to box office because i've done that for every episode so far. Uh, so yeah. fa- Fast and Furious 6 that we have talked about today, budget somewhere between 160 to $250 million. Box office, $788 million. Furious 7, budget 190 to $250 million. Lower budget, somehow. $1.515 billion dollars this is this is when the furious franchise becomes a multi-billion dollar franchise this is also the first film in a while not directed by justin lynn but directed by my man james wan james wan famous for the saw franchise he created the saw franchise directed the first one uh, the, he created the Conjuring franchise, the Insidious franchise, uh, Aquaman. Like, dude has done a lot. Um, and anyone who's like, oh, well, he also did this and this, I, I know that, but I'm just, I'm name checking the biggins. Um, the, this is, and I don't know how we're going to talk about this because it is a big part of this, the production of this movie. This is the film that Paul Walker perished during the production of. Yeah, I, there there is an emotional aspect of the of this film. And honestly, this is the one that I associate the most with a specific song because the the single from this film became a huge hit in the States. And I mean, it's a it's a sad song. <laughs> um I don't know if you know what song I'm talking about, Drew. I don't. If you, I, I don't. So you, we'll, when you we'll, hear, you're like, "Oh, I've heard this song." Yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm sure because I mean, this this is these are the. I mean, this movie, no, 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 but like this 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 was a a, a a song that was made for the movie, and it's a it's a rough one. I mean, it's a great song, but it's it's uh it's it's one that grabs your emotional attention. Um, it's it's weird because I mean, I 
I had a little bit of a relationship with Paul Walker just because I saw several of his other movies, not fast movies, but like, you know, I was largely not present for his career. Um, and then now that I've been watching all of these films and knowing where we're going, it's, it's going to be kind of an, an emotional relationship. Well, I think it's it's like we've known this is going to happen the entire time that we've been watching these movies. And yet. It's going to it's going to hurt knowing what yeah, happens, I, I even though I've, hurt. even though I have known it because it was major international news. Right. Ten years ago. Less yeah, 10, um, you know. but it's still it's I mean, because I mean, we know a lot of the real life stuff involved with like, you know, the actors and, and their relationship with him. So it's it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be rough. Um, I'm glad that we are are doing this week at a time. <laughs> yeah, but 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 but. We're getting ahead of ourselves. What what are your final thoughts on Fast and Furious 6? Uh, I think this movie is I I think. I like it a lot. I still prefer fast five to fast six. Really? Mostly because I, I love the character work that is done in, in fast six. Um, but I, I I don't, the villain as cool as Luke Evans is as Shaw. I just don't have enough of it. Like as good as his performance was his, his great performance is plastered on a, two dimensional character and it's just it's not it's not enough for me if that if they had if they had just added a little bit more of what his motivation is on screen it would have been so much better like if he had had some grander goal that he was trying to accomplish or something um it's it's so interesting because uh so my 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 friend group that like are all fast fans they they all think that Fast Five is is better than than six. They they said, oh, Fast Five is excellent. Six is not as good, but it's still great. And when I was watching six, the entire time I'm I'm chuckling at every joke. I am having the best time. And for me, and uh, <laughs> I said this to Krista, I was like, I think this is to me this. I think this is the best Fast and Furious movie. It's still not my favorite. I am a Tokyo Drift holdout. Um, <laughs> I I love that movie so freaking much. I like Tokyo Drift think, a lot, especially as the movies have gotten more and more cartoonish. I think back to Tokyo Drift and it's like, you know, Tokyo Drift, though. Look, I love my direct video initial D movie. Like, I mean, <laughs> and I'm not even dissing. I, I, I love that movie. There's something it hits so many specific notes for me. But Fast Six I think as far as being the big blockbuster, like free for all that it is, it's for me the most satisfying. It has a lot of emotional like payoff for me uh, and some emotional like, oh, man, like I I did not expect Giselle to die. That that was a death that really yeah. uh, distressed me, uh, although it I did, didn't make a lot of sense. To I me. mean, we did both. And we talked about this off air before we started recording. We did both call it that it was going to happen prior to it happening but it was still a little bit of a surprise when it happened yeah i mean the same thing is they they the, here's the thing is they do i don't say that they telegraph it but there is film language that tells you this is likely going to happen they are building up to an emotional payoff between these two characters whether it ends in death or marriage because apparently those are the two options um because han is certainly considering marriage 
and you know Giselle chooses death. <laughs> no, um, but but Giselle does sacrifice herself uh, so that Han may live. Um, I mean, she she sacrifices herself for her big sweet dum dum. I get it. Um, but yeah, this movie just it works for me on every level. I feel like it's a blast to watch. Like this is one that I could put on probably any time. And so, even though it's not maybe my my like actual favorite, I do think it so far it's the best. I you know I I I agree with your fast fan friends. I I still think five edges this one out. I get it. But uh, the, here's the thing, and, and this is what I will say: is like a lot of my friends are like, "Here is my ranking." I love them all, or I have I at least have fun with them all. I know you don't like Too Fast as much, but I mean, yeah, Too Fast. I was I had a hard time with Too Fast, but since Too Fast, because I really liked the first one, and now that we're into now we're at past six, it's like I have grown so fond of this franchise and I don't, I I didn't expect me saying that because I assumed that I would, because you know, you watch the advertisements to these. I dragged you kicking and screaming in this, you know, you did, (laughs) you, you absolutely did. And, and I thought that, you know, because I've known other people that have fallen in love with these movies because even because they have heart to them. And like, you know, the big joke about family and like family, family, that hasn't even really been a big thing. As a Fast and the Furious Six, I mean, they've in commercials said, and stuff it is, but like at the same have, time, it's like they have it's said done it well in the movie. Yeah, they have said it in the movies, but they don't say it all the time. They say it in like the one or two times that that word would matter, and it's like, right? You know, okay, <laughs> yes, family. Well, uh, you know, and that, that's go. that's what I've wanted to do is I I wanted to take this journey with you specifically because I mean. I'm going to take this journey with anyone, you know, in a podcast fashion, it's going to be you. But at the same time, I I felt like that you and I might have a similar relationship with this franchise. And so far, I feel like I've been kind of uh, right in in believing that because, you know, I felt the same way. Once upon a time, I was highly critical about the Fast franchise. No, those movies are dumb. Those movies have to be stupid. but I'm, I'm also like, I like dumb movies. What am I, what am I, what am I talking about? And, yeah. and I'm and, having the, I'm having the best time. And, and, you know, again, too fast, too furious. I could not get over myself. Too fast for y'all. Um, other than uh six fast, six furious success for y'all. I also came up with six speed because of bikes, even though there's no bikes in this movie. I just, I was coming up with something to, to, to t- title this movie. Uh, Drew has given me a, 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 a wagging of a finger no, and no. A, a scratching of the nose. No, um, that one does. That one does not work. So, you right, could maybe fast, say six serious. speed transmission. Or V6. V6. Fast and the Furious V6. There we go. We landed on one. Uh, much like the I, airplane. In, in my very base, very limited gun in the car notch. Is V6 a thing? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I legit do not know. Yeah, V6 is a thing. Yeah, I so I so, know nothing about cars. So do you know how? Okay, I'm gonna send you some things. We'll talk about this because I don't know much about cars either, but I feel like an expert in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I, I I would expect you to, to feel as much. Oh, all right. Well, until next time, gang, if you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at themoreunerd.com, which has this and every other episode in our almost 12 year uh 
cavalcade yeah. of of curiosities. No, it's, it's past twelve now, isn't it? Prank. It started in twenty eleven, right? Yep. 12 June twenty eleven. How about that? Twelve is my lucky number. Uh, so understand that when I say it. Best year uh, ever. <laughs> So uh, with that said, of course, you can find us there. You can tweet to us at the Maureen nerd. You can go to facebook.com slash the Maureen nerd. Uh, we're on blue sky, though. At the time of this recording, we still haven't posted anything. I have not posted on blue sky. We just got blue sky. <laughs> uh, I may. St- I may do it first because I, I want to, to Don't do you something dare. on there. Oh. Oh, excuse me. Uh, but you can <laughs> find us. It. You can find us on Blue Sky at the More You Nerd. We're not on Threads. Maybe we'll get on Threads. I don't know if we'll get on Threads. There is such a thing as too much. Oh no, I, I I will not be getting on Threads. So I can tell you that much. There you go. No threads. Uh, But if you want us to get on any other social media platforms, or if you just want to not communicate to us on social media, you can email us themoreyounerd at gmail.com. That's themoreyounerd at gmail.com. And now we end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd out. Six facts for y'all.